Hi, I'm Ricky Fort and welcome to the Real Estate 101 podcast. Join me as I lift the lid on the real estate industry and share some great stories from behind the scenes. Like and subscribe and enjoy this episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Estate 101. I'm Ricky Fort from Geelong Real Estate Co. And I've got a very special guest today, Geelong icon, Dennis Walter. Welcome. Ricky, good to be here. That radio voice, I love that. Oh, sorry. Good to be here. (laughs) that better? Yes, absolutely. Makes me feel more comfortable. The less professional, the better for me. Um, But I'm very intimidated at the moment. Obviously, I've got Brandon on my right and um, Dennis on my left, two of the the better singers that have come out of Geelong. So I'm very excited. Excellent. It's good to be here. I hope you've got low expectations for the show. So <laughs> it's it's we were chatting quickly before we got on air about your current radio work and stuff like that. Obviously, um, the gear we're using is probably worth about one one hundredth of what you're currently used to using. But not necessarily. But thank you for being uh, so kind. Um, on that, I just wanted a brief introduction for those who don't know everything about Dennis Walter. Everyone knows you, but no, may not know some of the great work you've been doing. So I did a bit of a LinkedIn deep dive. Hope that's okay. Oh boy, yeah, LinkedIn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I've I've asked around. So um, obviously, some of your very charitable work includes um, the Cystic Fibrosis, uh, Dementia Australia, the Make a Wish Foundation. Obviously, just to name a few. Uh, Order of Australia Medal by the Queen in 2015. Released 16. Albums over That's right. 16 albums over 40 years, and obviously the one of my oh, no, fa- it's for 52 years. Apologies, we I'm need to s- update. I'm the- happy to say, but it's also with a bit of sadness. There you go. <laughs> um, one of my personal favorites that I've been to a lot of times, Carol's by Candlelight. Obviously, I think that's everyone's. Yep, um, have to be up there. Favorite memories of, of yourself, um, TV host extraordinaire. But I think more importantly, the two main highlights for me is you used to work on Win TV, which I grew up in Ballarat, which right. was everything, and there was Prime Possum. Do you remember Prime Possum? No. Oh, my God. I've been preparing for this podcast thinking you'd... Who, so who's Prime Possum? Prime Possum used to come on at, uh, I think it was either 6.30 or 7 p.m., and that's when the kids knew, when mum and dad were watching the news, and then Prime Possum come on and told everyone, all the kids, to go to bed. Oh, yes, no, I have heard about this, but see, I, I didn't live in Ballarat, so, and that was the opposition network, so I would, um, I'd come do the six news bulletins for all over Victoria, and a regional Victoria, and then I'd get in the car and drive back to Geelong, having driven to Melbourne in the morning to do radio, and then to Ballarat to do that, and then straight home, so me and Prime Possum haven't had much to do with each other. (laughs) Um, One other thing I was very excited to to talk about, though, um, Kino. And working oh, yes. with Lavinia Nixon. Yeah, yes. What a highlight. Uh, Lavinia and I are friends, as Peter Hitchener and I are really close friends. Yeah. Um, but I've known Lavinia forever. And, uh, um, yeah, Lavinia didn't actually do any Kino, but uh, we got to know each other in those years at nine. Right. Okay. Tell me about the Kino days. What? Well. Was that shot live, obviously? Uh, no, it was. It wasn't. No, it was recorded, but with government officials, so. Yep. Um, what happened was, now let me just uh, go back through this. What year was this? Was it 90s? 89. Yep. So, uh, Ernie Sigley, uh, when he was taken back into the fold at Channel 9 and they were looking for something for him to do prior to Ernie and Denise on morning shows, yep. uh, which I was a part of, um, and Ernie and I was very, very close. But um, uh, Ernie was, uh, you're going to love this title, Ernie was um, given the role of Producer um, of Kino. Now, Kino was 90 seconds. Yeah. And all it was was, good evening, welcome <laughs> to Kino. Uh, these are drawn here at the judges. 
Here's the numbers. Good night. <laughs> so he was pro- executive producer of that. Um, that. But that then led to him uh, with back at, back at nine with Denise and uh, doing the morning program. Hilarious. Anyway, Ma- Max Walker did the first six weeks uh, to launch it and then I took over and did three, and three years or whatever of, of it. And it just took off after that time. It did. In fact, they took it off. <laughs> now, now, it's, now it's an online thing. Oh dear, too funny. It's off to a good start. Um, tell me about obviously. Um, let's start. We'll go way back. It's we've got a great story. We can't jump ahead too far. Obviously, obviously, um, born in Geelong, grew up in Geelong. Mm-hmm. Tell me about. Tell me about. Tell me about that. Well, uh, mum and dad had fallen on really tough times. Dad had been on the land at Belbray. Um, the property was um, either sold under them or whatever. I never actually found out the the complete story. But my initial years, early years, were spent at Ceres, um, in a rental of a vicarage next to a Church of England. Uh, no electricity. This is this is um, around nineteen sixty to uh, mid to late sixty. So no electricity until just before we uh, moved into Geelong. So. Um, you had to boil the copper to have a bath, or all that sort of, you know, kerosene lamps, all that. It was a very um, uh, grounded, for want of a better <laughs> word, um, early years. Um, and uh, I didn't know any difference, so that was fine. But um, there was a lot of music in the house, um, a lot of playing table tennis in daylight, because you can't light a table tennis table with a kerosene light. Um, so it was, you know, it was a good, really good childhood. Yeah, and so what? Uh, what schools and things were you went to? Part of? Went to series <coughs> primary, where I think there were uh, eighteen kids between uh, grade one and grade six, and one teacher for for the whole lot. Yeah, Brandon, your kids are still going out there now. Oh, so series, great. Yeah, it is a great school. I've done. Um, what was a fundraiser we did for that? Just a trivia night out there, so that's how Brandon and I got to know each other. It was a lot of fun, but um, that's a, probably as far as my MC abilities go. So not not quite You're as going well as here. Yours. Thank you. Well, I'm off to a great start. Hey, fun fact about you: um, a little bit of googling tells me that you share a birthday with Mel Gibson. That's correct. You already know that. He shares it with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I damn it, Brandon. I've been told off for not doing great um, prep work, and I thought I'm going to knock this guy out of the park with this, and you already knew it. <laughs> Um, I read Jock's Journal. Well, I'm on radio, you I'll, know. I'll, yeah, well, I've got one more for you. You also share a birthday with Michael Schumacher. Did you know that? Oh, no. Thank you. Whew, you got me on that one. Yes. Okay, good. Um, so we know you're very passionate about Geelong. Um, tell us a little bit about yeah what it was like, obviously, um, yeah, blazing a bit of a trail. Obviously, have there been many TV and music personalities and, and things of, of note that come before you out of Geelong? Um, I went to school with Chrissy Amphlett. Uh, to Belmont High School. We are in the same year right through and I had a massive crush on her. Um, uh, who else? Ian Cover. We're dropping exclusives on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> uh, Ian Cover yep. um, was uh, uh, at Belmont High School as well. Um, I'm trying to think of other people who've come from Geelong. There are a lot of theatre um, performers who have got huge profiles now who live in Geelong. Uh, Natalie O'Donnell, um, uh, Kurt Labonte. And Natalie's husband, whose name Simon Gleeson, whose name I'd just forgotten, um, they're they're all living here now, which is great. With a voice like that, you said you grew up in a in a musical household. Who who was it? That was it, Mum or Dad? That, uh, my mother was a bass baritone. No, my father. Uh, he was a classical singer, but he didn't have any. He had four children, uh, the youngest of whom uh, came along eight years later. That would be me. Right. I might have made a mistake. I don't know, <laughs> but. 
It's um, Dad had a great voice, a classical singer. He was in Sun Aria and um, South Street competitions in Ballarat, all that sort of stuff, and uh, he just didn't have the opportunities that, that I've had. Yeah. So when you talk about opportunities, I guess, what were some of the first things that, um, yeah, that you got a crack at? Um, uh, school productions at series primary, uh, end-of-year concerts with my auntie playing the piano. <laughs> Which was um, a big audience, obviously. Oh, there would have been at least thirty-five people. So, um, and, and half of them you're related to. Yeah, so. possibly. <laughs> uh, and then after that, Belmont High School in the school productions. That's a step up. The talent quests, of course. Um, I sang Moon River in the first talent quest, and that then became my nickname at the school. Uh, and then when I was about fourteen or fifteen, fifteen, I went on Young Talent Time as a contestant, and I lost. Um, uh, but they invented the honourable mention. And <laughs> this put me, for you. Yeah, ATM. And they put me through to the final and I lost. <laughs> but uh, then I, I wasn't one to be um, deterred and there was only one other program to go on at that point to try and get a career started, which was um, uh, Kevin Dennis' New Faces. Uh, I went on there and won the heat, then won the final, and then Young Talent Time invited <clears> me back to do requests, which ultimately led to... to recording yep. um, it led to being invited to go away with uh, go to America with Liberace um, uh, <laughs> uh, which always makes people laugh for some reason um, but uh, it was the beginning it was the beginning but right back then even back then I also wanted to be involved with journalistic type things yep. which meant talk radio and television news so I've been lucky that I've been able to do all of that basically a triple threat have you dabbled in acting yes or no um I'll say yes. Um, I did a cameo in the movie, the Working Dog movie, uh, Any Questions for Ben, was it called? <laughs> okay. And, and it was a mock-up of me singing at Carols by Candlelight and looking out on the candles. So there's a young couple. The young couple is at home and they're canoodling on the, on the couch. So, and they're watching Carols by Candlelight and... I can't remember the scene exactly, but it starts to get a bit... Um, raunchy. Uh, raunchy. Yeah. And my comment on the stage is, if only you could see what I can see from up here. <laughs> it was a very funny line. My other bit of acting, which was really recent, um, uh, Working Dog again, Tom Gleisner wrote a, a new play called Bloom, which is just uh, finished playing uh, in Melbourne with Frankie J. Holden. And um, they asked me to do the serious voiceover at the beginning about the retirement village being the place to live in your <laughs> retirement years. So, yes, I'm an actor. Oh, I've been on screen and stage acting for whew, two and a half minutes. I feel naturally like you're actually a really funny guy, which I wasn't expecting. Like, have you, you've never been tempted to have a go at comedy. Oh, I do. Com I do. I do I, no, I'm not a comedian, but I have fun when I'm on stage with, yeah. with the audience. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that, that comes with... Experience when I first started, oh, I was so shy. Yeah, um, and it's only with experience and a bit of confidence that you. Well, that leads really well into my next question. So, in terms of, um, yeah, maybe kids that are thinking about getting experience and trying to build confidence, what do you recommend? What are some things that obviously well, think times have changed? Obviously, with YouTube and you can get on and and watch tutorials and things like that. But just in terms of like how to present to a camera or how to speak into a microphone or how to yeah yeah what it's what do you recommend? Well, yeah, you, there are plenty of tools as you've mentioned available to help people these days. Um, 
that weren't there. I mean, they're at your fingertips. You, you can go onto your YouTube or you can or you can Google someone, like even someone watching you doing yeah. what you're doing now with the podcast. Um, That's a low bar. I wouldn't be but, aiming but, to try and replicate this. No, but, but what you're doing, you're, you're, you're putting yourself out there yeah, and a yeah. lot of people don't. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, I've got people even that I'm related to who could have really gone on some of those uh, talent shows and pr- I think probably taken on the world. Yeah. But you, you've just got to have a go. You've got to have a go and you've got to have get as much experience in different areas as you as you possibly can um, and keep your ears open. Don't, uh, don't presume at any point that you've got it all sorted because you won't have. Talking about um, maybe career highlights or lowlights, I feel like – you know, surely you've um, had a wardrobe malfunction, or yes, g- give me something. Yes, <laughs> give me uh, some of the spice. I ones. did a late adjustment of my fly walking on stage <laughs> one night. It was it was down and it shouldn't have been. Um, Selling I, hot dogs, as they say. I, I, I was I was uh, at Eastern Suburbs Leagues Club in Sydney. I was um, on stage. I got to the end of the show, and someone in the audience said, "You know, you got your dry cleaning tag on your cuff." So I looked down. It was to the to the away from me. So I didn't see it at any point. I hadn't taken the tag off. So where um, was the help? I looked. I mean, so many things had happened. There was a club in Sydney, and I wasn't there this particular night. But they had this show called the same as in Las Vegas of Dancing Waters, where the water dances to the music. <clears throat> so they had to bring in the giant tank. They filled the tank. Everyone turned up to the grand opening of, of their brand new auditorium in their dinner suits and whatever. And just as the uh, just as the show was about to begin, the tank exploded <laughs> and sent all of the water straight out into the crowd. Hilarious! I've got a pile of those stories, but I won't give you any more now. Uh, yeah, the poor people. Yeah, it's hard to keep it together. Um, well, that, that answers that question. Best or worst thing? But, mate, give me some highlights. What What were some of the better things that had happened in your um, career that might have taken you by surprise, whether it be live performances or, um, yeah. Um, having my father on Carols by Candlelight was a, a highlight because Dad had, as I mentioned before, he'd never had the opportunities to do the things yep. that, that I've been able to do. So um, he was so nervous and um, I'd just like to thank Remy Martin Brandy because that's what got him on stage. Good. He was so nervous. Um, and on the way home in the car, he'd, he'd had a couple and was singing along with John Farnham. About, it was around Whispering Jack uh, era. So uh, I thought he, I think he thought rock and roll was ahead for him. He, did, was, he was nearly 80. So but, he enjoyed it? Oh, he just loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Um, More and, importantly, what did the crowd think about it? Oh, they thought it was – I still get people. Yeah. Uh, it used to be every week. It's probably once a month now. Mentioning 1991 or whatever it was with Dad because it was, it was really special. And then uh, my niece Julie was on Carols with me, uh, Carols Melbourne, and, and my own one here. And then last year, my great niece Zoe and my niece Julie and myself on Geelong and also on Channel Nine on Christmas Eve. Very important. And there's another sister to Zoe, so we might go for the quartet this year. I we'll love see. That. Yeah. I remember uh, what year it was with COVID, um, and they cancelled. People were up in arms. It was it's something that the Geelong community, yeah, really look forward to. Yeah, it's uh, and I'm you know I'm proud of it. 1997 we started, and it grew. It was it got immediately accepted, but it's grown into something really big that the the city should be proud of. Mm. But other things along the way, uh, Ricky, um, being being asked to do a command performance in London for the Queen Mother, 
was a thrill. Um, one at the Opera House here for Prince and Princess Michael of Kent. Um, oh, and being given the OAM, which I have no idea who... You don't find out who nominated you, but someone obviously... Um, but I don't think you get those things if you're... If you just because you're a singer or a media performer, you, I think there's people have got to have seen more of you, like the charitable work you were talking about. Yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm proud to first time it's been mentioned anywhere, but uh, I'm a new ambassador for Lifeline for Geelong in the southwest. So, awesome, which is great. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's a real. Uh, How did that come about? Uh, they approached me, and um, <clears throat> um, I'm involved with about thirteen or fourteen different things now. Do you you are an approachable guy. You're hard to get. Obviously, you're very busy, but um, I, I love that. Even with everything you're doing, that people can still reach out to you, and, you, and you're willing yes. to take more on. Um, I. I don't try and keep myself at a distance from people. I'm yeah. the exact opposite. Peter Hitchner's exactly the same. Yeah. Um, someone on air at uh, 3RW this week in Pete's segment said, you two, you seem to do a lot of work for the community. Well, we've talked about that, and it's very easy to lend assistance. You might only you might only be at a function once a year for a charity. You might do charity walk or whatever. It's no effort. And, yeah. and if you've got a public profile, I think it's, there's some responsibility to be a part of the community that supports mm. you. Well, we thank you very much for coming on the show and yeah, and being part of it and, and doing and living by your values. Um what I was on the um breakfast radio show the other night uh with Neil Mitchell just about talking about Geelong and a couple of different suburb profiles and stuff. He's an intimidating guy. I was shitting my pants. <laughs> so were you in studio? No, no, it was just over the phone. Yep. Uh, they called me um, like at 7am or something and said, we need you to come on. So, um, yeah, I wasn't. I'll there. pass on to Neil that uh, you caused that problem for he was, Ricky. He was absolutely terrifying. <laughs> um, my mother-in-law was saying, whatever you do, make sure you address him as Neil and don't, you know. So he's, but yeah, it's incredible what he's he's been doing as well. Um so tell us a little bit about the charity work. So um, obviously the Make-A-Wish Foundation and, yeah. yeah. Um, RVIB for um, um, for Carols by Candlelight. That association's been going since, oh, I've done 43 carols, approximately 43 carols by Candlelight's the Channel 9 one. Um, oh, what else? There's Neuroscience, Neuroscience Foundation. Um, oh, they're a part of them, Dementia Australia. Um Cystic fibrosis. So again, how are you getting involved? People just reaching out to you? Yes, and then yeah. you, you do whatever that is required of you. Yeah. Um, sometimes they just want you as a, as, you know, put your, your head on a thing to, to you know, to let yeah. people know that uh, you're supporting their, their yeah. cause, but others you you do as much. You know, it was, um, the Austin Hospital I was ambassador for and still am for them and got involved with Olivia with the Wellness Centre. Um, it's, it's not hard. It doesn't take much of your time and you feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's um, that law of reciprocity and doing something for other people. Law of what? Reciprocity? It's a big word. Gee. How dare you? Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about, obviously, um, it is a real estate podcast. We haven't touched on that at all and we probably don't even need to. It's been so much fun. But tell me a little bit about, obviously, yeah, are you still, where are you living? Um, at home. No, we, I spent, that was very smart, Alec Dennis. It's good, I like that. I went, uh, we lived, the first home we bought was in, Cobden Street in Highton. Uh, the second home we bought uh, was in View Street in Belmont. And then the third one was in uh, Newtown. Yep. And the last 12 years we've lived in Wandana Heights, which we love. Yep. Um, we'll probably come back in at some point, but um, I can't see any 
point doing it at the minute. We, we love it out there. Yeah. You sort of get from up high, you get to watch the weather as it moves across the yeah. region. Um, we can see down to Torquay, see the yeah. coast, um, see the lights of Cadinia Park. Yep. I feel, uh, and, and you obviously are a big cat supporter, are you disappointed with this year? A little bit. Yeah. But a lot of injury. I mean, without the injuries, we probably would have been in the finals. We might, mightn't have necessarily gone the whole way. Yeah. But when you start losing players like Blitzass and you don't have Cam Guthrie in there for the entire season um, and then Jeremy Cameron gets injured and the Hawk gets injured, um, uh, Gary Rowan gets injured, um, it just it, it depletes. Have you done any uh, footy commentating? No. Not even locally or anything? Actually, I did something years ago. I wasn't very good. <laughs> I can remember that. I suppose enjoying it and being able to, um, you know, be a great caller, obviously two different things. Yeah, and I learned... Very not, different skill set. I learned don't ever try and be an auctioneer because at neuroscience one year they asked Ernie and myself, Ernie Siglian and me, to be the yeah, auctioneer. We're great at, in front of the microphone. How hard can this be? Oh, not hard at all. Trying different- to, and they didn't have anyone spotting. Oh, excellent. And so we're in a dark... Auditorium. We couldn't, light couldn't get the lights up, and yeah. we've got the spotlight on. Yeah. And Ernie, you know, he had the concentration span of a housefly. <laughs> Our, it was the worst experience ever, and we didn't raise that much money. Uh, too funny. We, I recently did the cystic fibrosis one at the. Um, oh at, yes. At the cattery, it was a it was a ball, and yeah, we raised a truckload of money. It was it was a lot of fun, but uh, we did it with um, Lee Stampsy from K Rock or iHeart Radio, and yep. um, we had a couple of us spread across. Obviously, you know, it's a huge. Yeah, you got to have there. spotters. Yeah, I think there was about five of us in the end, but uh, raised a lot of money, which is great. Good, hundred and something thousand, which is fantastic. Um, back to Geelong. Are you? Do you think you're still an advocate for real estate? And and um, obviously you. You're in the media. You know what's um, people are spruiking the market and how it's going down here, and it's a great place to live. Obviously, all the white collar jobs, um, NDIS, WorkSafe, TAC. Um. Yeah, it's the city. Um, there are people who probably don't like the city skyline rising like it is, but what do you think? Well, to me, that is growth. The, the um, that work cover building, I just think, is a, a work of art. Yeah, and I'm not big on modern uh, architecture, but just to the to retain the bottom bit, yeah, um, the the bottom part and restore its facade, and to have that magnificent building on top, done a um, great job. is is brilliant. Was that the old Carlton Hotel? I think no, Carlton's just that's slightly NDIS. further up. Yeah, yeah, that's NDIS. What yeah, done NDIS that as well. Yeah, but the, yeah, there's a lot happening here, and um, uh, I was at an auction. Uh, just a couple of weekends ago, um, and again, it was a Melbourne couple who uh, who bought the property. Yeah, it's a pretty familiar story. Obviously, there's still so much to love um, about being down here. One thing I was keen to get your take on, um, just because, yeah, of, of your connection to Geelong. Um, do you remember back to the like the pyramid days? Yes. Yeah. Did Did you have no. finance or anything at the time? Uh, no. Yeah. Were uh, you living in Geelong at the yes, time? Yeah. Yeah. It was an odd. It was an odd. Uh, an odd time, yep. and uh, there were t- there were there were periods there where everyone thought, "Oh, the city will never recover," but yep. uh, ultimately it does, and it has, and it's 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 booming. I guess, um, and that's why I wanted to bring it up because at the moment, obviously, the economy for a lot of people is it's a it's a tough time out there with um, you know thirteen interest rate rises in fourteen months. Um, there's talks of you know recession and things like that. I guess from your experience and living through the pyramid days and um, yeah, what kind of confidence do you give to to the younger generation that might be doing it tough or whatever at the moment? Um, I, look, I guess, and I'm I've, I've it's only really in my latter years that I've been sensible with money. I've always been good at 
making it, but I'm not. You're great at spending it as well. Not an expert in it. Saving it at all. Yeah. Um, But uh, people just need to live within their. Don't don't worry about keeping up with the with the the neighbours and all that sort of stuff. But I do feel so sorry for people who who have had faith that interest rates would stay lower and affordable for them. Mm. Um, And at the moment, with um, with uh, people coming out of fixed fixed rates, yeah, that mortgage cliff that oh, you hear about, it'd be terrible. Mm. It'd be shocking. Um, and even the things in the from the pandemic with building companies um, going broke, uh, just can you imagine that going through that whole thing of getting your block, building your house, seeing it all fenced off, and getting towards completion, and suddenly you're not going to be allowed to take possession. Heavens, that mm. is horrible. How old are your kids? Um, Oh, you haven't asked me about that part no, of my I life. I oh, and look at you! You're you're, you're we aching for this bit of information. I am. I am. Okay. Do well, they need to sell? No. When, <laughs> uh, at, at 21, I um, t- uh, took on. Hang on. I was I was a, a, a girlfriend with twin stepdaughters, uh, twin daughters, uh, at 21. So they were two. Uh, they turned 50 next year. So. Um, uh, and we've got two grandchildren. Both my daughters were expected to not be able to have kids, and both of them have had one boy each, oh, which is which is lovely. Is there any other singing from here down in the family? Um, one of them, one of the grand, no, no, one of the grandchildren can sing, but yep. has chosen not to. I got him up at Carol's Geelong, and he's never sung to this day. <laughs> I think I think he thought that no, that's for you, Pop, not he for lo- me. He looked out at this. So you're Pop, yeah, yeah, love that. And your wife is Dan, Nan. Nan. Um, any advice for the 20-year-old Dennis, whether it be real estate, business, um, confidence? Uh, have, have, have a bit more faith. I, I always thought, because I was born with this deep voice, uh, that when the career got really firing up when I was about 15, I thought I, the constant thought on my mind was the novelty is going to wear off. Um, and I'm worrying about that. And I laugh now when I think back that that's what I was worried about. It was probably a genuine thing to worry about, but um, uh, when I was about 23, so the career had been going for a while, I just made a commitment to myself that I would work as hard as I possibly could and and see see where I can go. Yeah. And uh, here I am at 68, um, and it's still going, so... It's good. You're doing something right. Dennis, we could talk for ages. Thanks so much for coming on the show and, as I said, being very generous with your time and and people reaching out to you. Um, Yeah, really appreciate it. Great to be here, Ricky. Thank you. You're a good man. 